It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, here we are, everybody. It's the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, a Tuesday edition. We Guys, the, how are you? We're in the building, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's starting to look like a little like summer outside. It's hot. It's kind of hot. It's, it's hot going today. to 80 today. 85, I think. AC is on, AC is on off top, off bat. I cannot be hot. I refuse to sweat anywhere on my body. <laughs> I'm in a tricky spot because, I, you know, my wife is even before she got leukemia, she was always kind of cold. And now it's like she just finished her, had her, her transplant. She's home. She's doing pretty well, but she's cold. Like we were using the heat as recently as a day or two ago. Still. Oh, wow. So like I'm dying, but what am I going to do? My wife has, a, you know, like she gets the priority right now. So I'm going to sweat my ass off. But yeah. there you go. So it's only air conditioning overnight for me. That's it. Oh, uh, uh, listen, these dudes is yeah. in trouble. <laughs> my my wife, I told her you better get you some blankets, dog. Get you some so uh, even sleep in a coat. coat. Yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> sleep in a coat. You better put that North Face on. <laughs> I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend, and hope everybody remembered at least for some of the time that it's this all the partying and drinking and eating uh, was about was a purpose. The reason most people had off yesterday, not everybody, but was because of Memorial Day and what that means. Often we just celebrate the day and. And party and don't think about what it really means, which we all should. Did you guys have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Yeah. We had uh, won our first Little League game Friday nice. night. Had the team over Sunday on the trampoline in the hot tub playing basketball. Kids were going crazy. Had all the parents over. Had in-laws over and my mom over yesterday. Cooked out again. We had a fantastic weekend. Nobody got injured perfect. on the trampoline? Nobody. I made my son, AJ, yeah. broke his wrist. And he's just coming out of the cast. And Did he I, break it on the trampoline? No, he broke no. it in gym class. And I told oh. him, if you're on the trampoline, dude, you got to put the cast back on. Got yeah. to. He plays tonight. He missed Friday's game. His season debut is tonight, and the kid is climbing the walls. Yeah, nice. Soft tossing with him yesterday. He's an animal. Is he pitching tonight? No, he he has Not no ready. idea where the ball's going. Oh, okay. <laughs> I understand that. Eg, <laughs> I finished moving into the house. All 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 moved in. Oh man, listen. Thank the good Lord above. Um, he, he let me he provided me limited amounts of energy um, to move the rest of my things in, into this uh, into this home. And um, I feel like I played a football game. I feel like uh, I tackled people. I took at least three and a half years off my life just by moving. Stuff. Just by it lifting does, the couch. It does take That's years it. Off just, it just fingers it really hurt. Does. It's just it's not. It's a horrible. Look. Moving it's, is yeah, awful. the worst. Uh, that's why I don't do it. Last time I moved, I paid somebody to do it for me. Yeah, I was like, I've did. had enough of this. Yep. I've moved myself 32 times. I'm done. Uh, by the way, I was planning to use my grill and, and cook out yesterday. But as we go to turn it on, I realized I have no, the gas is gone. <laughs> no <laughs> propane? Yeah. 
and what I wasn't gonna go to the store. I don't even know if the stores were open. They probably were. Home yeah, Depot, they, they was probably open. Whatever. But I was like, all right, I'm Plan B. I'm cooking everything inside the house. So this is crazy. So I'm cooking chicken thighs in the oven, and then on top of the stovetop, I had corn, burgers, and hot dogs. I basically did this. I'm making a baked potato for myself. Some other side dishes. I did it all myself, which and I don't cook. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. But it all came out perfect somehow. Oh, oh, listen, listen, your your, your 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 wife gave you something. She just she lent you something. She was like, yes. Let me give you a little something, yeah. boo. You might need this because uh, I don't know if you could replicate that. No, I, that's a one and done type of thing. <laughs> you, got, you got to go charcoal on a holiday. You got to go charcoal. I don't have I, I, the grill. They're I have cheap. Is my char- Charcoal grills are one? yeah. Charcoal grills are cheap. George Foreman. Yeah, they're like four dollars. Oh, don't don't get nah, out here with that George, George Foreman, Foreman crap. Yeah. I had one of those in college. About killed myself. Oh, yeah. listen, in dorm rooms, by the way, inside whole like how was we doing that? Well, we were in a house, and apparently, I didn't know at the time you're not supposed to eat pink chicken. If uh, it's pink and wet, it's oh, not you didn't done. Know that? No, and I was like, <laughs> so that's good enough. And yeah. I about killed myself with salmonella poisoning. Oh yeah, yeah listen, college. listen. It was awful. By the way, man, your chicken. Listen. People be very that. Can you imagine the links people go through? Men on the grill, y'all be doing all these gymnastics. See what I got? This 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 marinated glaze right here. This glaze, I glaze the chicken overnight for four hours it, it, overnight, and then when I take it out, I bury it for six hours. I bury yeah. it in the pit. When I take it out the pit, I put some clothes on it. I put some shoes and makeup on the outside of the package. Then I grill it, and it's the best chicken you ever had. Your grandmother That's couldn't true. even. You'd be like, I didn't do any of the extra stuff, but I did so- soak my the chicken thighs in soy vey. Anybody use soy vey? No, <laughs> no, never heard of it. <laughs> that sounds like it a sounds pl- gross, but it's actually really good. It's like a, a Chinese. It's like a Chinese um, barbecue sauce, I guess. Kind of. It, so- uh, it sounds like garlic a, in it. It sounds like a really perfume good. Elizabeth Taylor had maybe white diamonds and now soy vey yeah. by Elizabeth Taylor. By the way, Mikey, you were away for the weekend. Yeah, I went home to uh, Jersey to surprise my mom. It was her birthday on Saturday, so oh, she nice. had no idea I was coming home. And the plan was originally, I was leaving Cleveland at a 7 p.m. flight. I get in about 8.30, get back to Jersey about 9.30, surprise mm-hmm. her. We have a great weekend, yada, yada. Well, my flight didn't leave Cleveland until 12.30. Delays oh. on delays on delays. There so was no weather even. What, what the, the flight, the plane that was taking us from Cleveland to New delayed. Jersey was in Nashville, had technical issues. They had to test fly to Raleigh. Uh, and whole issue. So annoying. I get... I get back to Jersey That's at 3 a.m. Well. So obviously my, my parents are asleep. So I, you know, go to sleep. I'll surprise her in the morning, except apparently when no one, none of the kids are home, they never close any of the bedroom doors. So oh. my mom at like 6.30 on Saturday notices a bedroom door is closed and opens it. <laughs> and I'm like under the covers and she's like, who the hell is in my oh house my right God. now? What's going on? So she goes and gets my dad and I, I'm sleeping through all this. And yeah. she's like, I almost got the baseball bat to beat the crap out of whoever this was. I almost called the cops. And my dad knew I was coming. So my dad's like, hey, Linda, that's, that's Mike. Like, she's like, oh, Mike. And then I woke up and I got like an hour of sleep. But it was awesome. She was totally surprised. I'm lucky she didn't uh, beat Bro, the crap out of me with a baseball bat right, and call the cops. But What'd you take, an Uber from the airport? Yeah, three in the morning. How sad of a story would that have been if they like like opened fire on him <laughs> and like just shot him in him. his own bed. Like, they shot yeah. like we just killed our own son. Yeah. This is or crazy. smashed him to death with a bat. 
Let somebody know something, dog. Let his dad knew. Let a man know. No, my, like my dad knew. My dad knew, but my mom had woken up before it. It could have been worse, Mike. When he, when he first said they don't close doors, I thought. Oh, I thought he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I thought I'm about to say like, oh man, this like, is. Oh no, this is turning. This, this is turning morbid. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, the business was going down. Oof. No, I was work. asleep under the blankets, <laughs> yeah. and she thought a random person had broken into the home and decided it, it to take a nap. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they called the police, and you woke up, and the police were there? Michael, Michael oh passed. Ah! I but don't it was a great weekend. Yeah. It was awesome to see uh, my mom, my dad, some friends nice. I haven't seen in a while. Did you and get some good pizza? I ha I've, I've said in the last week I have fallen back in love with pizza. Between Il Rione on Tuesday yeah. and four different New Jersey pizzerias. You went to four different pizzerias? So we had pizza at That's the impressive. barbecue on Saturday. Then yeah. we had pizza for lunch on Friday. We had leftover pizza that someone else had on fr on Sunday night, and then I had pizza before I left on Monday. Jeez. So. That's good Pizza work, and right? bagels. That's, that's what you got to do when you're yeah, there that's for true. 72 that's, hours. That's a good job. By the way, thanks to everybody that showed up at the uh, Lemonade Stand on uh, Saturday. Uh, I was there for about an hour and a half. Uh, Anthony showed up with his friend and his mom. It was nice to meet them. And they, between the, that, a bunch of other Lemonade Stands that were open in Rocky River where people were raising money and the GoFundMe page, they raised over $57,000. That's uh, insane. Going to help Spencer. Wow. That's awesome. Medical bills and stuff like that. I, I had a chance to talk with Spencer's dad on Saturday. Really nice guy. I apparently had met him once before because he had been an assistant coach on one of the Little League teams last year. Really nice. And, you know, uh, he and I talked. And uh, anyway, the family's very appreciative for everything that everybody did uh, to, to contribute. So thank you all. Mikey. Awesome. I'm glad everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend. We're glad everyone's back in one piece, safe, and not beat up with a Barely. baseball bat. So let's get into some football topics that we have not addressed since we left on Friday. And our first topic today is brought to us by our good friends at Lorain County Community College. Your class is your future. Register now for summer and fall classes. You can learn more at lorainccc.edu. And, guys, DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a potential trade target for the Cleveland Browns. He is a free agent and free to sign with any team in the league if he would want. By the way, as of last night, I read something, and when you brought this up before, it didn't strike me. And then, I, as you're saying it now, it just struck a chord. So we maybe need to double check this. I believe that as of last night, technically, he had not officially been cut yet. Now he is expected to be cut. I know the word was that he was definitely cut, but I read something last night. I can't even remember where I read it, and I forgot about it until just now. That said, technically, he hasn't been cut yet officially. Although I think we should go under the, the premise that, that he will be officially. Um, so according to <clears throat> PFF, yeah. or Pro Football Talk, excuse me, yeah, he has not technically been released yet because the league does not post transactions over Memorial Day weekend. So it's expected to be finalized today. Right. That's what it's, it's expected. So with that knowledge. It's possible he could still be traded today, but unlikely. So he's expected to be released officially today. Guys, for me, this is a no-brainer. Um, if you're the Browns, obviously you go after DeAndre Hopkins. The Browns, more than almost any team, this season is more critical to the, to the Browns than I would argue almost any team, if not any team in football. The coach's job is on the line. The GM's job is on the line. Everybody's job is on the line. If it doesn't work this year with Deshaun Watson, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know where you go from here because it's not like you can get rid of Watson. So everybody's going to get fired. And then, you you know, for all the optimism we have about Watson bouncing back, 
it's easy to say it was just six games. I think most of us think he's going to bounce back and play well. If he stinks this season, well, nobody's going to think that the year after. It doesn't mean it couldn't happen, but nobody's going to think that. So, in my mind, I want to have the best chance to win. And even though the Browns wide receiving core is certainly improved, at least on paper, from where it was at the end of last year, DeAndre Hopkins, even as he turns 31 next week, uh, is still, at this point, better than any receiver the Browns have. I know some people may argue Amari Cooper, you know, and listen, he's missed some time. He was suspended. He's had injuries a little bit the last two years when he's on the field. Now, that is a is a bad graphic by those guys. Bad job out of you guys. You got to put the games there. DPJ played the whole season. We were going to explain that. Don't worry. Okay. We're going to explain that. I think Hopkins played nine games. He only played nine games. That is correct. So, he was on pace for like another 1,300-yard season last year. Okay? Now, is he a top five receiver that he once was? Certainly not. Is he still, when he's on the field, at the very least, top 15, top 20? Absolutely. To me, it's a no-brainer. Now, if I'm Hopkins, the Browns wouldn't be my first choice, but they'd be on the list, and the Browns have to do whatever they can to try to get uh, them. I'm going to th- throw this, this question out to both of you. I was on um, I was on the way in. I was listening to the radio, uh, local um, radio, and the premise is a lot of people are saying, okay, is this guy just a name? Is he just no. a name that we're going after? And what are your, what are you willing to pay for him? Are you willing to say, okay, if it's a one-year deal, I think everybody t- takes a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. But if DeAndre Hopkins wants a two-year deal at the age of 31, I think he turns 31 in June. Is that something you'd be willing to do? I would because, listen, at worst-case scenario, look, it, it is possible he goes over the cliff this year. It happens around 31, 32 for a lot of wide receivers. When he was on the field last year, he showed no signs of going over the cliff. None. By the way, he is he is the he is the best like he doesn't drop the ball even now he never drops the ball so if I got him for two years well after this year I can move on from Amari Cooper I can move on from DPJ there's going to be some openings there I'm not signing DPJ I'm uninterested in signing him to a long-term deal unless it's at a really cheap rate I, I'm not paying him 10 million a year for four years he's not worth it so uh, yes I would sign him to a two-year if that got it done I'd give him a two-year deal. I think they're going to have to go multiple years on him just for cap purposes. And I was talking to Zach Jackson about it on my drive in this morning, our Browns writer. And, and I, I am a little bit concerned about the age of the, of the receiving broom and adding another guy, as you say, who's going to be 31 next week. Mm -hmm. Amari, I think is 29, 30 in that range. Goodwin, I think is going to be 32 next year. So that, that is a little bit cause for concern. Now, if DeAndre Hopkins picks up the phone and says, I want to come to Cleveland, you figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think that there's other places that probably fit a little bit better for him. He, he's going to want to get paid, guys. Like, you know, look at Odell. Look what Odell got. He's going to say, I'm worth at least 15 to 18. And, he, and, he's worth more than Odell. I mean, I don't but that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. like, I keep hearing this talk about a one-year make-good offer or something like that or, you know. Dang that's it. not happening. What did Odell sign for again? 15, 15 million. With an, with yeah, an option to go to 18. I, now, doesn't he? What's the, the, the does does the Arizona not owe him anything now that he's cut? They owe him something though, right? So he's still getting that money as opposed to Odell. yeah. I was going to ask, is, is he? You know, they cut him, let him go. Is the, I think he's the, got some. Is that guaranteed money. money given to them by? Yeah, they're cutting him now so that they just take the entire cap hit now rather than designate him post June one. Okay, they're they're going to be bad this year, so just eat it now. Yeah, right. So they're they're willing to just eat the dead money now, but Hopkins is going to want to get paid. 
Absolutely. I, I get it. And you probably have to honestly overpay him a little bit with the risk that he's old for a wide receiver. But in the end, to me, because he showed no signs of it last year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Um, he was still awesome. I mean, yeah. he had almost 800 yards in nine games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That for, you know, again, it, it could turn out to be, but the Browns are in a position where they really have to push all their chips. Into the, they are they already committed. have. They are pot committed. At this point, they're yeah. making more chips. Yes. Man. Because all of their chips you are already in the to. middle of the table. You have to. I mean, look at that. 717 yards in nine games. Uh, and that was without Kyler Murray, by the way. He played with Colt McCoy and a bunch of slap dicks. First time I've ever used that on air. Thank you. I like that. Been trying to work that in, Bull. Way to it's go. my new favorite word I picked up from I, you. Way to go. But that was not with Kyler Murray for the majority of those That's games. That's true. I love the energy. I, I, I'm, I'm in lockstep with you. Right now, if, you know, I listened to it all last week, and, and they talked about it a little bit. They say, look, hey, this guy is, you know, maybe going to be available. You look at Kansas City, you're looking at the Bills. He may choose those other teams because, yeah. obviously, he might get the ball a lot more uh, when you just behind digs, right? He may even be the number one target in Kansas City. So, yeah, he, but see, to me, I would, I would disagree. I would argue that in Kansas City, at this point in his career, he's the second-best pass catcher. In Buffalo, at this point in his career, he's the second-best pass catcher. In Cleveland, even though we have more depth of pass catchers than those teams, he'd be the best guy, in my opinion. He's better than Amari Cooper. You think so? I absolutely think so. He's better than certainly David Njoku and the rest of the receivers. That's, I mean, listen, you feel free to disagree, but I think he's definitely better than Amari Cooper. Amari <sighs> Cooper had a good year last but you said you said it. He did it in nine games. Amari Cooper had, what, three, 400 more yards? We're going to pull up the receiving yeah. leaders from last year. In yeah. nine games, you could take it full, Steve. He would have been second on the Browns in receiving yards. And once again, the DPJ comparison, as Bold pointed out, DPJ played 16 or 17 games. I don't remember if he missed one. Hopkins played nine. Let, so. I'm not going – listen, I'm not going to bury the lead on this. Hey, what sounds really great is having Amari Cooper – and DeAndre right. Hopkins on his roster. I don't care who you think is better. You got him. You got him. Right? We, we'll figure that out when we throw in the football and to him. too many guys is not a problem. Not Marquise here. Goodwin, bye. Uh, or, see ya. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, bye. Well, he's see gone. ya. Wait, he's hold gone on. Schwartz, did you guys see what happened to Schwartz this weekend yes. about this? No. And I need the tag board right now. I actually feel kind of bad, but we have I to talk this. about this. I didn't see it. Uh, do you have the original tweet? Anthony killing me. So somebody, oh, made, a, somebody made a fake quote from DeAndre Hopkins and tweeted it saying, Anthony Schwartz is someone I would love to play with in Cleveland. <laughs> and Anthony Schwartz quote tweeted it and was like, yes, oh, no. and we'll show you the tweets. And I, I honestly oh, feel bad. He got bad. roasted oh. and pulled over the coals. Anthony, give me the first tweet when you bad. get it up. Oh, oh my up here. God, poor Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, it's, Why y'all do that to that? Oh, my it's God. That, you know, he, that it's kid tough. got a pure heart. That kid is like, dude, he just. That, so this is, this is what he Quote tweeted. Anthony's pulling up the original tweet right now. Oh, he really no. did quote tweet this. And I I hate to make fun of Schwartz here, but like he it was obviously the fakest tweet of all time. Every comment yes, sir, was so fake. And just hold this, Steve. Anthony's going to give us the real one in one sec. He's pulling it in as we speak. It was the most clearly, obviously fake oh, tweet of all time. Here God. it is. 
That's one guy I've always wanted to team Look up with. Look at the fight. <laughs> Look at that fight. <laughs> Chase Seymour. I mean, how on earth are you falling for that? <laughs> Callie Bree. <laughs> I saw that last night and was God. like, wait a minute. What? No. No. Oh. He couldn't have. No. Look how small. Oh look how small that little quote. That's terrible. Yes, sir. As if they're buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad, but we had to mention it. Hey, had th to mention think it. about your now if you sign if you now again I agree with 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 you Jason I if even though I'd be the number one guy in my opinion I don't know if you guys agree but I if I'm him my first choice is Kansas City my second choice is Buffalo the Bengals are not going to be interested right um, and then the Browns would be as good a choice as anybody else I've a couple of people mentioned the Giants where he'd be the number one guy but and the NFC got a better chance of going to the playoff you know Super Bowl I don't know if I'm hopping. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, but I think the Brown. Now, the question is, what's the relationship like between Watson and Hopkins? Like, if they're really close, and I've been then maybe that gives the Browns a better chance. I don't know. And I've been trying to dig around. Like, hey, man, I don't, like, I've been asking some people, like, hey, what's, what's this Sean Watson's feeling on DeAndre Hopkins? It's like, you said it, Jason. If he wanted it to get done, it would get done. If well, yeah, I mean, it, Hopkins holds all the cards here. Like, yeah, he's yeah. in control of this whole thing. I have a hard time believing that he would choose Cleveland over all the other options, just for a variety of reasons. Yeah. I don't think yeah. the, I think other teams could probably pay him a little bit more. The Browns, well, I know, Kansas City and Buffalo don't have a lot of cap space. No, either. I know, but I, I, just better opportunities, better quarterbacks, better chance to win. I mean, let's just be realistic. Yeah, if I'm yeah. him, I, yeah. I'd want to go to Kansas City or Buffalo. And, and those are my top maybe, two choices. Maybe the Chargers would be on that list too with Justin Herbert. And I think he said something about he would be open to reuniting with yeah, Deshaun yeah. Watson. That's not a very strong no, endorsement no. of, you know, what do you want him to say? No. Like, yeah, screw yeah. that guy. I'm never playing with him. Like, that. that's just right. a very you think he's better warm. than You think Hopkins better than Cooper? Or you think Cooper's still better than Hopkins? Uh, I think probably Hop is probably better. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. His upside is his upside is better. Like, you got to think about it. If you get DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper, then it just changes the way you think about it. Now – you get to find out exactly what Deshaun Watson is. You're going to find out because, look, you I mean, can't – there's no excuses. I mean, there's already no excuses. There's that's already the none. Yeah, yeah. That's just – now You now it's like, dude, you, you got the best receiving core that the Browns have ever had. But I, do you – Now, do, it feels like we're going down the Odell Landry route. But, but I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that. Do you think that Jarvis and Odell – compared to what they would have in this receiving court if they were able to land DeAndre Hopkins I think this would be comparable. Better. Even though even those guys, these guys are older, I think it's better. It just feels like we'd never learn our lessons and go get every big-name guy and throw him on the team. And, like, it just – like, Jarvis and Odell didn't work. It, and, listen, I don't want – this is these are two completely different receivers. Yeah. But just the idea of go get a big name and throw him on the field and he's going to have 1,500 yards. No, it I don't think he's going to have 1,500 yards, but – I think he could have 11, 1,200 yards. I do too. Probably. Um, and, yeah, I agree. You don't always want to go after the big, sexy name. People have brought the same thing up with Zeke Elliott. I don't think he makes any sense for the Browns. No, none. But I think this guy fits. And, you know, right now your number two receiver is either Elijah Moore or DPJ. Like, I don't Hops know that those upgrade. guys are definitely number two wide receivers. Hops an upgrade over those You know, guys. now all of a sudden those guys are three and four. And then, you know, David Bell and and uh, what's his name? The, Schwartz. No, Will uh, Marquise Goodwin. No, the kid they drafted this year. What's his name? Cedric Tillman. Uh, Cedric Tillman. Tillman. Those guys sit and watch basically for a yeah. year. If it's the playoffs, McNuggets, yeah. and, or you, you fighting for the title in the AFC North, 
would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins on a third down and yeah. seven or Donovan? I mean, Jones? think about it in the end zone. I'm gonna take DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, get to the that. ball. Yeah. Go ahead, Mikey. I got one comment I want to throw out, and then a question for you guys on the Hopkins Watson relationship. Do yeah. you remember the interview Watson did with Quincy Carrier a couple, maybe mm. two months ago, mm-hmm. the first time Watson really spoke? And he said he was going to be in Arizona with Hopkins, and we never heard any follow-up on, on those discussions, what happened. Yeah. But then Hopkins was on a podcast, the I Am Athlete podcast, and he named the five quarterbacks he would like to play with. And Watson wasn't one of those yeah, five. Yeah, that was interesting. Who were the five? I didn't even see that. I'll pull it up again. We had it. Uh, it was Mahomes. Give me one it, was it was Mahomes, Allen. I'll find the list. But my question to you but while I'm looking for the list. Yeah. Does DeAndre Hopkins strike you as a guy who at this point of his career is in the hunt for a, a Super Bowl ring? Or in the hunt for the bag. I mean, I would think he. I mean, he could have stayed in Arizona, right? If he just cared about the money. Well, they released that him. wasn't an option. Well, did did they release him because he wanted to go, or did they release him because they didn't want to pay? I think he was probably frustrated with the situation he was in. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, it's just not right. a good. It's not a well-run organization. You know, without a very good quarterback, I'm never going to be critical of a guy trying to make all the money they can. Never. However. If I were DeAndre Hopkins, I think, I don't know, I'm not a a superior athlete who's made all that money, but I would think if I were DeAndre Hopkins, who's made over $100 million. Well over. Well over. He's probably, and his family is probably set for life. And I'm not saying the Browns should be the choice, but just in theory, I'd rather get $10 million to play in a place I think I could win Mm -hmm. than $18 million in a place I couldn't. For me, at this point, if this was the first contract he's ever signing, I get it. But he's made so much money. In the grand scheme of things, is it ma- going to matter that $8 million? Is that going to change his life at all? Probably not. Again, it's not my money, and I won't kill him for doing it. I'm just saying what I think I would do if I were in his well, situation. Well, let's take a look. at What, what, are, what are the quarterbacks he listed? I got the list. So, yeah. in order, yeah. and this was from May 22nd, he was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and a couple of other guys that do that. It's actually a pretty interesting podcast. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, they asked who the five quarterbacks he wants to catch passes from next year. In order. Mm-hmm. Number one, Josh Allen. Allen over Mahomes. Wow. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Pat Mahomes. Number four, Lamar Jackson. And number five, Justin Herbert. Wow, no Burrow on there. Well, he probably knew, obviously – He's not going to get there. Yeah, like he's naming he's naming people. Those are all teams that could need it. That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. None, of the, none of the five he mentioned. Allen over Mahomes. All right. And, and, and well, and here's the thing too. Yeah. If you look at it, they didn't pay Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is very good. He was expendable. Right, but that was going to be a long term deal. So if he's saying if I got to look at it yeah. like from an organizational standpoint, who is going to give me the most catches? Who's going to have a good quarterback and who is the, has the ability to give me a, a deal? Yeah, I mean, a if bag. it's about winning, then the Chiefs are the choice. Then the Chiefs are the choice. They're, the, they're already the favorites to win the Super Bowl again this year. But if he wants touches and a little bit more money, I would go with the Bills, right? They look like they need – they're telling him, hey, you're the piece that's going to put us over over the top and get us yeah. to a place where we could compete with the Bengals and the Chiefs. That's yeah. where we want to get to. It'll be interesting. I, I'm personally hoping he does not end up on either of the Bills. <laughs> yes. No, what are you talking about? I like about? him to end up on the Browns or in the NFC. That's that, where yeah. I like him to be. Yeah, like, because Adam, it's, I, the, the worst case scenario is he signs with the Ravens. You see him twice a year? I think that's unlikely. They've already. They've invested big money already yeah, in Odell. Yeah. I mean, what kind of salary cap they got? They spent $30 million on two 
you know, old receivers. Well, well you're asking the Browns, the Browns to do, do it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we asking them to do. At right? least Amari Cooper. The difference is Amari Cooper's been healthy as pretty much his whole career. Yes. Whereas Odell has a long hit. I mean, Hopkins has been relatively healthy, but obviously Odell's. I th- I still think it's insane that they paid him fifteen million dollars. Insane, but whatever. I agree. All right, Mikey, what do we got? Last last thing on Hopkins. Yeah. Do you think he gets more than Odell? When it's all said and done, whether he's worth more or relevant, do you think he gets more than Odell? No. I don't think he is more I, than Odell. I actually don't think he will, even Fif- though he should. $15 million with a chance to get $18? million of Odell's incentives. I think they could probably structure Hopkins to make it look like he's getting more. Yeah. When maybe he won't He might get the- more total like if he signs a two-year deal. But per year, I bet he doesn't get more, even though he should. Depends where he goes. Yeah. It's, it goes back to the conversation about winning versus finance and which do you, which do you value more. That's right. But, I, I mean, you can put incentives in there. You can make a contract look like anything you want it to. It doesn't mean That's he's going to earn all the money. But just for headline's sake and for him to be able to say, I signed right. for X amount. They could right. It could be $4 million guaranteed. Right. $11, million, $12 million in, in you know, mostly makeable incentives. Yeah. It's a good point. All right, let's switch it up, Mike. Awesome. We are going to our next topic, and this one I think is going to be really fun and interesting. I hope it works how I plan it uh, in my head, how I foresee it working. Me and Earl had a great conversation back and forth on it this morning. And it's a positional draft for the Cleveland Browns, and we're going to draft what we think are the best positional units on this team. And I'll tell you guys the categories, the potential picks in a sec. But we let the YouTube chat pick the draft order today because we want them to be part of this as well. And we put up a poll. Yeah. And to no one's surprise, the first pick has been awarded G. to G. Bush with 60% of the vote. 60% of the wow. chat, over 500 votes, wanted so, G. Bush to have the first I'm, pick. I'm so shocked. The first I'm so pick. shocked that you guys. You are the most loved man on the show. Thank you so much for your, your kind So wishes. who gets the second pick? I will tell you after I tell you who brought us the poll results, and that is PCC. Got to add a little drama to this. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. With the second pick in the Browns positional group draft, it has been awarded to bum, 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 Jason Lloyd. With oh, Jason Lloyd! Listen, you You've are my you are likable. I am the most Let's hated go. man. The most hated man. You thought you held that title? Actually, because uh, no, I wanted the no, third no, no. pick. No, 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 no. I'm taking that title from you. No, listen. The reason they did this is because Adam the Bull. They're, they're giving him an opportunity to show his prowess. Mm. The last time we did these, I think I got the number one pick and came up with the worst roster. <laughs> and they gave it to Bull in a landslide. Mm. So he does get the, you're going to get the third pick as well as I the mean, fourth pick. That's true. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. So Bull gets third for everybody out there listening. Here's yeah. how it's going to work. And here are the categories that these guys are allowed to choose from <clears throat> Snake Draft. There's nine categories. Each person will get three positional groups, position rooms, however you want to categorize it. At the end, we'll vote on who put together the best team. I think a snake draft is unfair with three rounds because I get to pick last in the first round, and then I'm screwed with the last pick. Yeah, but you third. get the third and the fourth there back to back. There should be a third-round reversal on this one. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll do it. So, the nine categories, the nine <laughs> options. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> you have the quarterback room. The running back room, the pass catcher room, that is receivers and tight ends combined into one. Yeah. 
offensive line, defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers, DBs, and then you have the coaches room. So one more time for everybody out there. You have the QB room, the running back room, the pass catcher room, which is receivers and tight ends combined, O-line, D-end, D-tackle, linebacker, DB, and coaches. So nine different positions to choose from. You each will get three. And after each pick, tell me why you picked them. So, G, with that, you are officially on the clock in our first ever Browns position group draft. And before you go, I want to say one more thing. This is the best. Not projecting this is what you think is the best, strongest part of the team. So, G. By the way, I think we should add special teams, and we only pick nine. Then one gets left on the table. He's just trying to get out of linebackers. The backers. Is that is the obvious nine. <laughs> Come on, let's let's do let's do that. I shouldn't get fine. St- you know what? But yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You get who's your returner? Who are we going to consider the returner? Whatever, just the special teams unit. But Bubba Ventrone's in the coaches coaches office. That's fine. So you get just the special, the specialist. You get the kicker, the punter. Fine. Yeah, you right, get the specialist. You, you get Charlie Hewley, the, the long You're going to let him wiggle out of linebackers. No, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's fine. I know yeah. what he's trying to do. I yeah. get it. You're not fooling anybody. Let's go. I should be stuck with linebackers because I picked last. There should at least be a choice. Okay. Shut up. Right, come on. Let's go. G, you up first. I mean, easy. Schoolyard picks. You get stuck with the worst kid. That's the way it goes. Easy money, man. I'm, I'm running to the bank. I'm going with D-line. Or defense to end. I like Zed- I got I got Miles Garrett, I got Zaire Smith, I got young OG, aka Oboe out there. Listen, I got some young guys, Isaiah Thomas, I like, I like the McGuire pick. I got a, you know what I'm saying, some dudes out there that can move around, Alex Wright. So I, I got a lot of pieces and parts so that I can really work with, especially on this pass rush. And I got arguably the best pass rusher in the game in Miles Garrett. So I'm looking at top. Top end with those two, Zadarius Smith as well as Miles Garrett. You're looking at uh, uh, one of the most formidable couples and pairings and defensive ends in the league. I will put that down. Stamp it. Number one going is the wow, defensive end. Wow, move. Is that who you guys would have taken one, yes or no? No. I was between – well, I'm, I'll give my pick away. I was, I, I was in consideration for that. Yeah, that was between one of two. All right. Now, yeah. by the way, this is not just what they've done, but what we project they will do going yes. forward. Okay. No, it's I, what we think is the best. Yeah, it's like, what's the best? Yeah, right. it's the best. Right, but, that, but I, what you think is the best, best will include what you expect in this I year. I suppose. Yeah. All right, go ahead. You're two. Jason with oh, the no. second pick. I, I, if Nick Chubb's there, I have to take Nick Chubb. I have to take the running backs. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you can say what you want about devaluing the running back position, but we're not trying to build a team necessarily. We're looking at just the best positional group. And Nick Chubb, to me, is the top three running back in the league. I think he could be in Canton one day. It's a no-brainer slam dunk for me. It was between defensive end and running backs. Uh, and so I will, if Miles Garrett isn't there, I will gladly welcome Nick Chubb to Team Goose. I, I like Team the pick. Goose. I, li- I, like, uh, I like the fact that uh, Nick Chubb, I was going to go with that too. I was, he, it was a consideration because if, I know there, there's not too much behind him in Jerome Ford, but when you got Nick Chubb, I'm, you just take the best. I actually back. like, I think Ford will be all right. I do too. I, I think, like Ford. I think Jerome Ford probably could be your starter next year. I like for it. What's interesting about this exercise, and let me talk to the fans at home. Uh, which, which cameras do I look at? This one? You don't look at any of the cameras. You look at the screen. Uh, I Sell know it. that. Sell I it. normally Sell do, it. but right now I'm looking at the camera. Sell it. Hi, everybody. Let me tell you that I want to thank you for voting me to pick third. You've done right by me. Because not only at three, because of these two knuckleheads, did I end up with the best unit on the Browns, I also still have the second best unit on the Browns available. I don't I could argue I have the top three still available. Where should I turn? I don't know. Let's start with the offensive line. The best unit, 
on the Cleveland Browns. Joel Batonio is going to the Hall of Fame. He is the most accomplished player on the Cleveland Browns. As great as Miles Garrett is, as great as Nick Chubb is, Joel Batonio's done it longer. He has played at the super elite level his entire career. Okay? That's number one. Their center, Ethan Pochich, was a pro bowler last year. I think he was. I'm not 100% sure. But he graded high on PFF. He was fantastic. Wyatt Teller was a little banged up, but coming off an all-pro season the year before. Same thing with Jack Conklin. A little banged up. All right, Jed's not fantastic at left tackle, but he's good enough. Overall, the key on an offensive line is not having any huge weak spots. On the defensive end, I don't know. Oboe's still a question mark. He hasn't done that much. There's some depth issues there. Running back, yeah, Nick Chubb's great, but he's not good at catching the ball. Offensive line, I got no weak spots. I'm ready to go. When did Jed- Jedrick Wills like that word with you? Jedrick Wills is perfectly solid. <laughs> when did, when did perfectly you, solid when, at left when, tackle. He's when, a starting caliber hey, player. Jack Conklin is 174 <laughs> with the okay. knees of a 206-year-old. We know it all starts this, and ends with the offensive line. This man bull stole his wife's credit card and upgraded Jack Conklin <laughs> and, and Jedrick Wills and Madden. They're Stop fantastic. using them, them virtual coins. They you are looking use. right at the camera, people. <laughs> they are fantastic. He gave Gave him another shield and I a spat and a back flap, and all of a sudden he's an 89 overall. 89 overall, <laughs> damn right. And we're projecting ahead. You see, Deshaun Watson, the last time he played a full season, was the best quarterback in football. Yes, he was. He had the highest PFF grade we've ever seen. I believe. You're taking Watson. He certainly was number one. The quarterback room. You can't win. How can you vote? For, nobody wins in this NFL without a quarterback. And I've got a guy who has been the best quarterback in the league. He wasn't last year, I grant you that. But last year is last year. He was rusty. He hadn't played in a while. This year, he's going to be fantastic. He is going to throw a ton of touchdowns. G. Bush has told you a million times he's throwing for 5,000 yards. So I don't know how G. Bush can argue against it. Quarterback, offensive line, you're all set. Man, by the way, Bull has that voice. Uh, of, of the Jehovah's Witness knocking on your door on mm. Saturdays. They, they real, hey, they're so nice. They'll tell oh, you, yeah. they'll, they'll be like, listen, hey, I love you guys out here. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Where are you going to, where are you worshiping at? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, and Bull's like, ah, I'm Jewish. I don't know. We're not doing honor that. <laughs> no, you you thought you got that off. That I was a good, that was a good try. I got I it I like Watson. I like Watson at four. I, it's okay. Way, but the woman on the phone I was talking to today, she was flirting with me on the phone because she liked the sexy voice. I was talking to a woman from uh, the health, insur health insurance company. It's okay that you flirt with me. I'm a married man. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I appreciate the flirting. Who's on the who's who's on the phone? It's Bull from the UCSS. <laughs> <laughs> what, All right, Jason? Now that you're uh, in dire straits here for the number Look five. Before Jason goes, any objections with Bull's two picks? I, I, you know the Watson pick is is a is a projection. It's a little bit of, of a reach. A little bit of a reach. Now I thought he, I, I thought the old line was a reach. I think th there's there's somebody sitting on the board that's right for the picking for Jason. A five is an easy choice. There's well, only one option really. I think. Well, yeah. now y'all putting the pressure on me when you start talking like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's defensive backs. Mm -hmm. because Martin Emerson, I think, is going to be a stud. I know he only had one year, and we can fall into the rookie trap. I think he's the real deal. He's got a massive frame, long arms, uh, can be just a terrific lockdown corner. They already have one on the other side in Denzel. He's going to miss four games. We know that. 
but in the 12, 13 that he's out there, he is elite. And when you add Greg Newsom in the slot to that, when you add Delpit behind him in, in the, at safety, I, I think that the secondary with the defensive line that they have playing in front of them could be really, really, really good. And just, just based on Emerson and Denzel alone, give me the defensive backs. Hey, everybody was saying great things about Greg Newsom after his rookie year. He shit the bed year two. <laughs> we'll see if Emerson does the same thing. I don't know. The, hey, we the still, safety's unproven, and uh, Jason's talking about locked on. We know G. Bush. Your quarterback couldn't complete on. a come on now. Your quarterback couldn't complete a pass over four yards last we saw him. Just hey, saying, Greg. He was rusty. Saying. Now, Greg Newsom, he we wait. Rusty. We waiting on right. them. We waiting on them picks, Jason. Jason, Yo, we waiting on that production. Greg, Greg Newsom hasn't had a pick since uh, middle school. <laughs> It's all right. He's playing uh, slot. That's his job. <laughs> all right, G. Bush. Cool. G. Bush, you have two in a row, but give us your first. We'll talk about it, then give us our second. So, oh. last pick in the second round, who are you taking? Listen, this is very easy. So, what you didn't know, yeah, I know what is that I put a monster trap card face down. And because I was able to do that, I was able to take a, a, one of my monsters from the graveyard, bring him back. Because Jason didn't understand that I got to attack his health and life points directly. Now I bring the Dark Magician out. I play my 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 move, Wing Dragon of Ra. No, actually, I'm gonna actually just go ahead with my Yu-Gi-Oh scheme, and I'm just gonna take the wide receivers. Give me the wide receivers. Pass catchers, Give me the pass catchers. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, thank you for adding additional life points That's to true, my I monsters. Uh, and, and I have a blue eyes white dragon ready to go. Now listen, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. David and Joku, top five pass catching tight end. No. Top five on, on, on projection. Oh, projection. Okay. Projection. Now I think he's going to be involved in the offense a lot more with this mm. passing passing attack. You already had Amari Cooper. You get a whole year Amari Cooper when an elite quarterback. Bull said him himself. Bull took. Deshaun Watson higher than the receivers because he believes Deshaun Watson will get there. Thus, if I take what my man Bull says and extrapolate that and have the trickle down theory, that means the wide receivers will be a better group as well. Uh, now, Elijah Moore, you got you got all the pieces and parts. You got a big receiver in Tillman. You got a guy underneath in Elijah Moore. Guess what? We are now looking competent, and we mm. just talked about it. I mean, if they get DeAndre Hopkins, this looks like another great pick for myself. So, wide receivers is a no-brainer, um, and, and it can't be refuted. This was an unfair exercise to somebody. <laughs> oh, would you stop? The, well, you're a part of this. I got him. There's I the got him. Line after seven. I mean, there's only seven decent units on this team. So, but I did so well with my first two picks that it might overcome it. But Jason, you're up. No, he's no, not. No, no, no. Oh, gets to go again. Mm -hmm. and to oh, there's only everybody. six, so it's not unfair. There is so, only so, six so, good ones. So you and right. To remind the people out there, here are the positions. We got left. We got D tackle. D tackles. Linebackers. Linebackers. Coaches. And secondary. And special teams. Uh, spe uh, which Bull added sorry. to this because he wanted yeah. a choice Maybe. of last pick. So G Bush. Choice. Shouldn't get stuck. With the first right. pick in the last round. G Bush. Where you Coaches, going? linebackers, linebackers looking good, I think. Listen, I'm going I'm going <laughs> to stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Like I am going to I'm going to go in a, I'm going to go in a place that people didn't think. Yeah. I'm going to switch it up and go coaching. Ooh. I'll tell you what. Look, I, I love the fact hey, what was G Bush saying all year? Mm. Hey, it was Joe Woods. Joe Woods, I've been on a, I've been on a, on a, a, a grind to get him up out of here since 2019. He up out of here. Now you get a competent guy in Jim Schwartz, who who is the father in developing some of those defensive linemen that we talked about. So if I'm gonna pick the defensive line, and I got defensive ends, 
I want to have the coach to get him to get him in a position where they can get that. Jim Schwartz is that. Bubba Ventrone <clears throat> is well respected around the league as one of the best special teams coaches. Now, the, the Browns special teams, guess what? They were so bad, they cost them games multiple times. Running into the kicker. We all can't, uh, can't uh, you know, uh, recover onside kicks. Guess what? We happen to have a guy that right now that has played here before is not going to take no games and it's going to be a dude that's going to be ready to go special teams wise and coach Stefanski. Now I've been a coach Stefanski all the time, but here's my thing. I like what he did in going to the seminar and my man Jason Lloyd says Jason Lloyd says that coach Stefanski is a guy that's moldable. He's a guy that is a player's coach and they'll run whatever necessary it takes to get Deshaun Watson, your guy who you picked, ready to go. So mm-hmm. if I take that in his word for it, it's no brainer. I'm going to go with the coaching staff. All right, Jason. D tackle, linebacker, or special teams? Well, this is easy. Uh, last we saw the defensive tackles, they were pretty atrocious. But I have faith that they have sufficiently upgraded Dalvin Tomlinson, of course, in the middle. Uh, Siaki Ika is just a massive human being. He'll be on the field. Uh, I, I've. A little concerned still, just because <laughs> Jordan Elliott, saw Jordan Elliott, Perion Winfrey still on this team. Do I get to cut him if I take the defensive tackles? <laughs> yes. All you gas, no break. Yeah, Can right. we find the break and throw him off the bus? Togi, I still hanging out. Togi, I will not be on this team. <laughs> that, that's that's for sure. <laughs> Especially if if it's my defensive tackle, he's gone. <laughs> uh, you have to believe that Jim Schwartz is going to get the best out of this unit, and uh, Tomlinson at least has a record of success in Minnesota. And I listen, we're in the third round. It is what it is. <laughs> I'll take the defensive tackle. I was hoping you would leave the coaches for me. You did not. I'd much rather have the coaches. I'm making a trade, but I'll take the defensive tackles and I'll count on Jim Schwartz to coach them up. We literally right. left nothing on the carving station. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go special teams here. Lineback, the linebackers are trash. Oh, I'm surprised you went that route, yeah, boo. Right. Who could have seen that coming? Let me explain something to you. Jason's entire roster, he has only two players that have been good for more than one year on the Browns. That's it. Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward. That's the list. Okay, in all three of his positions. Gene Bush took the coaches, including Bubba Ventrone. Because Bubba Ventrone is an elite special teams coach. The Browns already had a really good young kicker. Yeah, he missed some he missed some kicks last year, okay, but he hit some really long ones, including a game winner. This guy's gonna be a top five kicker in the league this year. Punter, solid. They've got they've got, <laughs> they've, got, what? they've got they improved returns big time in the last year, right? You got all these guys, all these young players that are doing it in returns, and they have specifically signed three special teams guys, which is something they've never done in the past. I think the Browns are going to go from below average in special teams, which they've been in recent years, outside of their kicker, who was, I'd say, above average last year, to this year, I think the Browns are going to be an elite special teams unit in all phases. This is complete domination, folks. We've got the quarterback, who's been one of the best in the league, Offensive linemen, offense. The offensive line has four guys that have been Pro Bowlers, I think, maybe three, uh, and special teams led by Coach Ray Ventrone, uh, G. Bush. He's picking the coaches. The head coach could get fired by week five. How much can I trust that? Uh, so I obviously have the best team. And, and so we teams. will run through the teams real yeah. quick. We just launched a poll. Uh, Steve, give me tag board full here for Team Bull. Offensive line, quarterbacks, and special teams for Bull. Let me see Jason's team. Jason took running backs, defensive backs, and D tackles. And G. Bush 
took the defensive ends, pass catchers, and coaches. While we let the poll calculate some votes, me and Earl had this debate early this morning. Yeah. Earl had the coaches as his number one overall pick this morning. I'm going to let Earl wow. come in and defend Earl, the decision. What? what? Hell, dude. At number I one, like Earl, the mic is yours. You think Donovan Mitchell's coaching the <laughs> offense? So, 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 okay, listen. When, when, we, when we create content, right, I don't think y'all all the way understood the assignment. This is an entire position group. It's deeper than Kevin Stefanski, Bubba Ventrone, Alex Van Pope, and Jim, Sch and Jim Schwartz. I'm looking, I'm looking at Callahan. I'm looking at uh, Stump Mitchell, who I know has a huge impact on this coaching staff. I'm looking at Van Pelt going back to being the quarterback coach where he truly made his way in the NFL when he was there with Aaron Rodgers. So all things considered, and plus we all know football is the one sport where coaching matters the most. So let me get this strong coaching staff and totality first, then I'll build out the rest of my team. If, if the coaching staff is so strong, how come they've had two losing seasons in a row? It's then you in circumstances. I don't know. <laughs> Now, your comeback. What was, the, what was the Chris Broussard report on uh, Kawhi Leonard when he was going through? And he's like, Kawhi Leonard is definitely going to be a Laker. Yeah. There were circumstantial changes to make that yeah, report yeah. on that. Now, in your defense, Earl, you could say, well, they didn't have Jim Schwartz and they didn't have Bubba Ventrone. And I do like the coaching staff. But ultimately, in the coaching staff room, the, the head coach is the most important part. And I've defended Coach Kevin Stefanski. I know Jason has a lot. We've been two of the, the few defenders of him period in Cleveland and I didn't take him in the first round, but come <laughs> on second. He didn't take I mean, him in the first and second this, round. at this point comparatively like if you compare the Browns coaching staff the 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 starting guy the head guy means the most like yeah, it, but the rest of the coaches matter too. they like, matter of course but, like they matter if miles Garrett right you can't if my let's say miles Garrett was not very good. Let's say he was he was the Browns number one defensive end and he was a mediocre player. But the Browns had defensive ends five through eight. They had they had they had eight mediocre guys. You're talking about the wide receivers. Well, I think they're a little better than that. But yeah. let's say you had eight mediocre guys. Well, you could say, "Wow, we're deeper than this other team," right? But you let's impact. put it this way: Who's got a deeper wide receiving core? The Browns or the Bengals? Deeper. The Browns do. Browns. The Bengals have a much better wide receiving core. Though. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's the top guys that matter. It's the top guys that matter. And a coach. The head coach matters more than any. I mean, Stump Mitchell. I mean, is he any better than any other? Okay, put it to you this way, though, on. boy. Put it to you this way. Yeah. Wyatt Teller was mediocre before he got to Cleveland, and Callahan became his offensive Well, you guys coach. just spent the killing, killing my guy Jedrick Wills, and Bill Callahan so perfect. Why doesn't he get him better? <laughs> and why'd you take him in the first round then? <laughs> That's one guy out of five. I only need him to be average. Better to have an average guy be your worst guy. Then, then have four great guys in a total scrub. Now Conklin, Conklin, we thought Conklin, he was he still play. He He's went. hurt. He's been hurt, but you, he still play. Are you going to say you got Dewan Jones? You could he going to take one of their spots? So I got him as a backup. Look, see, I, mean, I, I, I would have oh said God. I don't know if he's going to eat his way out of the league, but then, you know, we'll see. <laughs> All right, we got the poll Thank results. You for lunch, there, Dewan. For the record. <laughs> I had D end as my number one overall pick too. So I was in line with G. Yeah. I was very not in line with the rest of you guys on everything else, which I think is the fun part of this exercise. Yeah. There was a top six or seven. You could finagle an order spot or two. The bottom two were the clear bottom two. But it shows us that the Browns are pretty deep. You could really make a good argument that a bunch of different spots could be in the top two or three. Uh, our results today are brought to us by the USFL, by the way. Boogie Roberts will join us here in a little bit remote. They lost again yesterday. They have fallen to two and five, but Boogie is killing mm. it. In his own rights, 
Check them out, usfl.com. Tickets for $10. A lot of fun for the entire family. And with 233 votes, the winner of the Browns positional group draft, we already know who it is. It's the people's champ. The are embarrassing themselves. With 59%, Bull, you came in second with 25, and Jason has fallen into the bottom, uh, the, I mean, the seller of the fans' popularity. Let's be with 16%. honest. Our fans don't know what the F they're talking about. Thank you. I, I, you know, you guys. They are lost in the soup, these people. And, you know, shout out to everybody in the chat, man. We see you, man. You know, the, we, we in the building. The belt, I don't need. See, Tybus and the rest of these guys, they pick the belt up all happy and excited. They be winning once or twice. But when you're a perpetual winner, when you're an intercontinental champion, the people's champion, the World Wrestling Federation champion, and the WCW Nitro, a.k.a. slash ECW champion, G. Bush is here. We are here. We appreciate right. you. I don't want to hear anyone in the chat bitch about Nick Chubb's carries. <laughs> None because of y'all. None of y'all bitch about Nick Chubb's carries. Because about you, the ball you put the cape on for him. First. You put the, Jason put the cape on. I took him first. Just, I had the best team. It, you know, it's just running Nick, backs, defensive backs. Nick Chubb could carry the ball 28 times a game. It's and, not enough. And you'd have J and G out here. He should have 30. <laughs> he should have 30. Why didn't he have 32? Hey, last year. 100%. That was oh, last, yeah. year, that, that, last year, they should have been. They should have ran his tongue ragged. This year, not so much. I don't know. Nick Chubb has 43 carries in a game, but on the last play, they don't give it to him. Why did he give him the 44th? He could have got 2,000 yards last year. He you should know be number one. Number two is not good enough. He could have got 2,000 yards last year. <laughs> last thing before we pivot yeah. to a little Guardians talk. Did you guys like the draft format? Did you guys enjoy yeah, that? Because that if we do like it, we'll start doing some more draft stuff to I take like a, a regular topic and spice it up a little bit. So I think we got to have an even amount of rounds, though. Fair. So, like, maybe a four-round? Yeah. Yeah, it's Go gotta be it's okay. gotta be an even amount of rounds. We are a learning process and amoeba right. here at the UCSS production team. So well good point, well taken, and uh, you came in second anyway. So There you go. Thanks to everybody for voting. We, I, I'm just busting you balls, uh, so there you go. Good for you, G. Bush. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, and, and all my successes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little Guardians because they uh, yeah. had a hell of a weekend, guys. All so right. Mike sends this uh, text when he sends his, you know, what we're going to talk about, all his sub subjects here. He's like, are we buying in that the Guardians have turned it around? I mean, it's four freaking games. Now, they had some nice wins over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Jose coming through with the big hit on Sunday to walk that one off. Yeah. Logan Allen did a great job. And the Guardians had an inning yesterday when they took it from one to five, I think it was, where it was like one of those innings they had consistently last year where they were running the bases and getting a bunch of singles here. And it was good to see it. And it was, and, and these, these uh, games have been against, you know, a Cardinal team that had, that their record's not great, but they got all, they're playing much better now. And Baltimore's got the second-best record in all of baseball. So it's some nice wins here. They did a good job. But still not scoring a lot of runs. Right. I, I, I got to see them play well over a longer stretch before I'm ready to declare them, you know, back. Yeah, the fear was going into this holiday weekend series, if they dropped two or three to St. Louis and two or three to Baltimore, they could really be buried. That didn't happen. They took two or three from the Cardinals on, yeah. a, on a big win Sunday that kind of felt like they huge. really needed that. Yeah. And then to come back yesterday, I saw Zach Meisel tweet yesterday was the first time since opening day, the guardians won a game by more than three runs, like just an easy day, stress-free day for the bullpen. Yeah. It wasn't a nail biter. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. Logan Allen was Wild fantastic. There it is right there. Tweet. Yeah. Uh, Allen was terrific and just continues to improve as one of the young pitchers. Pitching is not the problem with this team though. We have to see them hit. And I think, 
Will Brennan had a couple of hits yesterday, finally Great. starting to yeah. put things together for him. But, yeah, we need to see more of it. And I know I've been saying all along, June 1st is sort of when you sort of know who you are, and that's still true, and we know who they are. They're a team that's going to struggle to score runs. Yeah. They're going to have to scrap for everything that they get, and they're going to have to rely on terrific pitching. And if they give up three or more runs in a game, they're going to have a hard time winning that yeah. day. You got two guys coming back. <clears throat> um, McKenzie um, and Savali. Logan Allen just, I mean, he's he striking. In the rotation, yeah. I, so, so who's, who's, because ch- they still got the young dudes. Bybee, you got Allen. Which guy is moved out of rotation I mean, when you get these two dudes back? If they're all back, the rotation is definitely Bieber, Allen, Bybee, and McKenzie. And then the fifth spot's either Quantrill or Savali. One of those guys goes to the pen if they're healthy. I'm not sending Logan Allen down. I mean, he's pitching better than those guys. Yeah, maybe you come up with a phantom hamstring or something to buy yourself a couple of weeks. Yeah. Put someone on DL. I don't know. It, I mean, Quantrill hasn't been great. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. It's a good problem to have. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm, there is no clear-cut solution right now. I think by July, a lot of this will sort itself out. I, it's possible they go to a six-man rotation for a short term. Yeah. You know, for a couple of weeks till, and you know, because you, you figure somebody else gets hurt or whatever. They could do that, but there's no way you're taking Bybee and no way you're taking Allen out of the rotation. I wouldn't think so. Certainly not Bybee. No he's chance. Been, Bybee. He's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But after the way Allen pitched yesterday, it's that was hard. his best start. Yeah, I don't know how you turn around and tell that guy now. No, that'd be ridiculous. You're going to Columbus. I, that'd I, be I, ridiculous. I, I, does it does it bother you that they're five games under 500, or it just seems like when teams are under 500, you naturally have this propensity to be like you're not a real contender. Well, they don't feel like a real contender, but the reality is there's only two teams that are out of it in baseball, Kansas City and Oakland. Every, the Cubs have the worst record in the National League, and they're only like four games out of a playoff spot. The Guardians are have the fourth worst record in the American League, and they're only, what, four or five games out of a playoff, uh, three and a half out of a playoff spot. The White Sox have the third worst record in baseball. And even they're not totally out of it at seven games. I'll say they're not. Kansas City's out of it. Oakland's obviously out of it. <clears throat> Although they won a game yesterday. Miracle. They beat Atlanta yesterday. Yeah, that was a shocker. Uh, but so everybody's still in it. Even all these schlepa dicka teams in the in both central <laughs> both central divisions are horrible. Yeah, horrible. Um, I mean Minnesota. Look at that. I mean the Tigers are two playing games two games over two five hundred. That's crazy. They'd be in last place in the AL East. Yeah. We said the other day the Guardians would be, what was it, 15, 16 out if they were in the East? Yeah. I'd, I'd be so mad if I was Tampa being stuck in that division Man. with Baltimore's all those got other the teams. second best record in baseball. They're in second place. It's <sighs> crazy. But Tampa just doesn't spend like the. Even Baltimore has spent big previously. Not previously. right now, but not, yeah. not recently. Baltimore's <clears> a heck of a story. I mean, they don't have yeah. a lot of big, sexy names on that team, but they're playing great. And they got they're a terrific really farm system, too. And they got good. And their best pitching prospect, Grayson Rodriguez, has been a disaster. Yeah. They just sent him back down. Yeah. I, you know, you, the Guardians, I think we know at this point what they are offensively. And even, you know, Tito said something. I, I think it was after he lost the loss to the uh, Cardinals. He said, hey, look, if I would, if yelling worked, I would be yelling at guys all the time, like like to see if they, it would work. But it's not. You just have to go up there, and we got to get here early, stay late, yeah. and figure it out. I, I think even he at this point is even resigned to the fact that they are who they are offensively, and that's yeah. that's not going to change much. Well, the reality is that we and I, I blame myself, uh, and I'll blame Jason too because we are diehard baseball guys. We should have known the lineup wouldn't be like we. 
we got caught up in last year, like everything went perfect for the offense. And this year it's not. And we should have expected that. Um, again, Miles Straw is not a major league. He can't, he's not an everyday player. They're not getting everyday production out of right field. They're getting no production out of catcher. Uh, congratulations to Cam Gallagher. Got two hits in a game. Big mm. stunner there. He's not a major league player. Miles Straw's awful. Straw, listen, matter of And he had half them 10 RBIs and, in and the I'm first week. I'm hearing about his glove. His glove's great. It's fantastic. You can't play a guy every day when your lineup stinks. If Miles Straw were, in, were on Toronto, Tuesday. then yeah, I could play him every day because I got eight good hitters. But the, but the Guardians have like four good hitters, and some of those guys aren't even hitting. Josh Bell's been a bust. Zunino's been a bust. This 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 patchwork cheap guys that they signed a free agent, it's not working the last few years. And yeah, the Guardians could still end up winning the division because the division is horrible, and they could find a way with their pitching. But it's it's not going away here. Like you, Josh Naylor can't hit lefties. You'd get no production at a catcher, no production at a center, nothing at a right field. Uh, the, every Every player on this team has an OPS under 800, except for Jose Ramirez, I believe, who's like right at 800. Most of these guys are under 700, which stinks. That's tough. There's no extra base production. They're not getting on base like they did last year, and the bullpen hasn't been as good. They've got to make some moves or they're not a legit contender. I agree, and we'll toss back right to this conversation in one second, but we have officially crossed the noon hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and it's a great time to remind everybody that the lunch hour of UCSS is sponsored by Call It Company's Championship. You can check them out at the famous Firestone Country Club, July 12th through the 16th. Fun, family-friendly events for everyone, including live concerts every single night. You can learn more at callitgolf.com. In hindsight, Bull, you just mentioned someone I want to ask about. Yeah. You said you and Jason in particular – should have seen some of these offensive struggles coming. Yeah. In hindsight, I looking back in there to with me. two months ago, really. Yeah. What about this do you think you overlooked and or missed when looking at this roster top to bottom? I, I think even though I was saying, well, all these young guys played well last year, there's going to be, there's probably going to be some regression. I, I, I kind of ignored it. I also ignored the fact that, yeah, Josh Bell and Mike Zanino, I thought, and Josh Bell is still better than what they had. But not much. And I thought Zanino could still really be effective. I should have known it coming off that massive injury last year that he was useless. And then, you know, what I could, I don't think what anybody saw coming is that Jimenez has been absolutely awful. Yeah. Did, was He's that been a, horrible. Was that a, a, a I don't want to go to a mirage. I think he'll be And Rosario's been awful. Yeah. But Jimenez especially, Jason. And you, mean, he's been hideous. And you was counting on his, his power. Time. The, the people that they invested the most in have let them down. And that's, you know, you talked about it last week. Jimenez, Josh Bell, and Zanino got the big money contracts. I mean, Zanino's $6 million, but for this organization, that's a big money contract. Yeah. How much different does this lineup look if those three guys are hitting? It covers the mile straw. It covers the problems in right field. Right. Quan hasn't been terrible. He's fine. Jose's been fine. He's not off to a historic no. pace like he was last year, but he, he's certainly not the problem with this team. Rosario is terrible every April in, into May. Like, but it's those three guys. It's the investment that they made in Josh Bell, the long-term contract they gave Jimenez, and the one-year kind of see-what-you-got-left deal with Zanino. Those are the three spots for me yeah. that have really dragged this thing down. If they're getting the production that the money should warrant, it, things would look a lot different. We'd feel a yeah, lot differently I mean, about this it, team. I just don't, don't know. I don't know how much we should have expected from Mike Zanino. 
Well, I mean, coming off a massive injury, he's old. Right. But I, I'm just saying, like, we keep talking about all the young guys, all the young guys, yeah. all the young guys. Young guys aren't what's killing them. I mean, Jimenez, half the young guys that played last year aren't even here. When we throw out that seven, that number of 17 guys making their debut, half of them aren't even it, it, yeah, but here with the organization. Nobody's really hitting. Jose's been fine. Right. But not great. Right. Quan's been fine. Right. But not great. Naylor's been okay against righties. He's been pretty good. Yeah. That's it. I yeah. mean, nobody else is hitting at all. Yeah, I know. I, I think it hurts specifically the Guardians. When you look at the way they try to go about getting, you know, the middle, middle of the road guys that are going to hit, maybe guys that are, you know, a little undervalued that he can get for a nice solid price. For, like you said, six million is a lot. It kind of reminds me of what they did with like Bourne and Swisher, right? They went out and got disaster. We, we went out and got those two dudes mm -hmm. and those were the big splashes. And I don't think because the rest of your the way the rest of your roster is constructed of, of younger players or players you're trying to develop and give an opportunity to and you're trying to do this all on the run. You're trying to stay competitive. You want to get some. You got to get some veterans. If you miss on just one of those dudes, right, they can't it afford, kills you. They can't afford it because their payroll is low. And if the Guardians decide they want to be serious about trying to win, they've got to spend more money. They haven't been serious enough. I haven't been critical enough. I've criticized the payroll at times, but not enough. And it's really hurting them now because they've they wasted money on Bell. They wasted money on Zanino. In my opinion, they wasted money on on Miles Straw. Um, and it, when, when you're relying on so many guys that have no power that are relying on guys getting on base and stealing bases and being great base runners, if everything else is not perfect, you can't win. And right now, the bullpen's not good enough. Uh, you, you look at this team and you say, well, who's been better than you would have expected? The only two guys are Bybee and, and Allen because we didn't have any expectations. Didn't have any expectations. But if I say, who's been worse than you expected? I can give you 10 guys, I never maybe more. I never thought Bybee and Allen would be That's here as quickly as they were right. in, in March. And been really February. good. February, we never would have thought but, that they'd but be here. Besides those two, all right, uh, Bieber's been disappointing. Mm -hmm. Again, he's been okay, but he hasn't pitched like a Cy Young guy. Quantrill's been not been bad. Police act disaster. McKenzie's been hurt. So the rest of the rotation. Has anybody in the pen, everybody in the pen's been at least a little worse than you would have thought. Yeah. In some cases, a lot worse yeah. than you would have thought. In the lineup, Quan's been, uh, has been okay, but not, I thought he'd be better. We all thought, you thought, I could give you everybody in the lineup, without exception, I thought would be better than they've been this year. Except for maybe Naylor. Naylor's probably about where I thought he'd be. Everybody else, Ramirez and Quan just a little below where I thought they'd be. Everybody else is right. Right, is, field, right you know? field is a revolving door. Uh, and then Arias hasn't they I felt like they thought Arias was going to come up and grab a position and be like, OK, we just got to play him. He hasn't really grabbed the position because there's still he hasn't really had much of a chance until recently. It, I, now, look, it, uh, you said the other day, Jason, that you'd like move on from Rosario. That's what play, I was going to get Arias or Freeman or whoever every yeah. day. I mean, I think it's time. I think it's time. It's two months. Rosario's gone at the end of the year. Why? Why, why are we playing him every day? I mean, now? part of the problem. He stinks in the field too. And we've we've talked at length. We don't need to relitigate the fact that they haven't been able to make any big trades. But yeah. because of that, and because of the forty-man roster, be in the situation it is, you now have top prospects holding utility roles, which hardly ever happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And they felt in spring. I talked to Tito and Chris both about this, and they felt like. They could find enough at bats for these guys to keep them sharp and keep them fresh. That hasn't happened. With nope. Ty, certainly with Tyler Freeman, that hasn't happened. Uh, they've made it more of a point to try and get Arias in the lineup a little bit more often, but it's difficult, and it's all it all traces back to the inability to swing a big trade 
and the clog that right. it, that it, you now that's have. That's a failure. That's a major failure on their part because that they haven't you, been able to do that. you should have, who was the guy, Mike Freeman a couple of years ago? That should be your, your, your yes. utility guy. Like, Guys who don't have to play every day. You can come in and pinch run, right. be a defensive replacement late, but yeah. you're not trying to develop and, and you're right. not – you know, you wonder if it's stunting the development of some of these I, guys. I would think absolutely it because is. Because they don't have the opportunity to play every day. Yeah, I mean, we need to see, you know, if you're not going to make, like, they, they put themselves in a situation where they have this glut of talent, yeah. young players. Most of them are not panning out when they've gotten their, you know, but they're not getting a consistent opportunity. Like, they keep seeming to change their mind on who should get the opportunity right now. Freeman, and then they're you know, just trying about somebody who can put the bat on the ball, I, and nobody can put the bat on the ball. They yeah. need proven hitters in the lineup, and it can't always be guys at the back end that you hope to get one more year out of Josh Bell or one more year out of Mike Zanino. You know, they got to stop doing that, and they, I think, they have <clears> to make a significant <throat> trade here to me. Um, and I still, and, but they got to make a significant trade to get a proven veteran hitter. And now it's not easy. At what position? But it might, and it. Well, what a left field, first base, DH, center field. I right don't care, field. catcher. I mean, any anything. Yeah, really. yeah. If you had, if you had, even if you had a, a DH that was just, just a thumper, he struck out a bunch of times, but yeah. he's gonna give you thirty-five home runs. I, I don't want to see. <coughs> these, I don't want to see any more of these trades where we're trading veterans for minor leaguers. They have enough minor freaking leaguers. Let's go get it. But it won't be easy because, you know, who you're trading for. I mean, it is tricky to be right. fair to them <laughs> right. because the only teams that are out of it, like Detroit, well, you're not trading, you're not going to go trade for Javi Baez and his bad contract. Right. Baseball. Like, the Tigers only have veterans who are not that good and young players who they're not going to trade. Kansas City, like, who are you trading for in Kansas City? Like, baseball trades is impossible. Like, if you say we need to go get a bat and somebody says who, like, you didn't have to go through the gymnastics of being like, let me see if that person is available. What is this contract? How much money does he have? That, why would they trade him and move him? Yeah. Like, it's just tough to, like, tra- but, it's just but tough to do But there are guys. That. Like, you've got to be, it's not a, a, a dump trade like you'd make with Kansas City or Detroit. There are some teams out there that have two good catchers. Like, see what they want for one. Like, I, Tampa I'm sure Bay's got a couple. What's that? Tampa Bay. I'm not Tampa Bay. Toronto, excuse me. Yeah, neither one's having a particularly good season but, right now. I mean, catcher, it's going to be Bo Naylor. Like, there's no point in going out and acquiring a catcher at this okay, point. Okay, then freaking bring him up then. I agree. I mean, come on already. What the hell are they doing here? I, I think it's a matter of not wanting to admit a $6 million mistake. That's oh, it. Oh, my God. It. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It. It's just ridiculous. Jason, can I ask a question? And this this may be the dumbest question I've ever asked on the show, and I'm, but I honestly don't know the answer. Is a $6 million mistake in the grand scheme of the Guardians financials really that big of a deal? It's not, and it's stupid that they would be worried about it. The fact that that it's one year helps. Like, I actually, I think the the Bell contract could really become a problem if he doesn't turn it around. That's a massive. He's not going to opt out. Not at the rate he's going. Now you're on the hook for another 16 and a half next year. Yeah. But every dollar is accounted for on this this payroll. They're cheap. And six million, I mean, what's their total payroll? 90? I don't know the exact number, 90? but it's near the I'll bottom. I'll look it up right league. now. Give me one 85, set. 90? Uh, so, I thought it was like 75, 80. Nah, it went up a little bit this year. Six but. million is, it's not, listen, it's, it doesn't sink the franchise if they DFA him no. and move on, which is what I think they should do. Yeah. But it's just a matter of it's it's <laughs> difficult for them to, to have misses, even of that. Yeah, what's magnitude. the pay? What is it? They have the 25th highest or I guess sixth lowest payroll at 89 million 89.4 million yeah right around 90 I never That's I never I never understood when you say designated for assignment what does that mean that means you, you got have cut. a week not necessarily 
When your player is designated for assignment, the team, he comes off the 26-man roster, the active 26-man roster, and then it comes team, off the 40-man. Uh, not immediately, I don't think. Does he come off the 40? That's how you make room. Yeah, that's how you make room. Right, you're right. He comes off the and the act. He comes off the active 26 and the 40-man. You're correct. And then you have a week to either send him down to the minors potentially. He would, if it's a veteran, you have to accept it. Cut him outright or trade him. You have yeah. You have, I think it's 10 days to trade him or yeah. put him on waivers. If no one claims him, then you can put him to the you can send him to the minors. But he's available for other teams to claim at that point. Okay. Right. A and. Uh, if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, it happens with veteran players. The Cubs just did it with Eric Hosmer. Yeah. The Yankees just did it with Aaron Hicks. But it gives you time to trade a guy when he's off your roster, right. essentially, okay. and get something It creates for a roster spot for you immediately and buys yeah. you a little bit of time to time figure to out what him. to do with them. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is the route this is going to wind up. At some point, Mike Zanino is going to be yeah. DFA. Obviously, nobody's going to claim him. Nobody's going to trade for him. Right. You right. Know. I just can't believe in the grand scheme of how much money baseball players make, and we yeah. talk about Shohei Otani maybe getting – The Guardians 50, are cheap, Mike. Uh, no, no I, I get, I get that. I, I understand they're cheap, and historically they've been cheap, but yeah. – like. A $6 million mistake in the grand scheme of things doesn't, to me, seem like something that they'd be so yeah. scared to admit they made a mistake on. It's not like the Josh Bell, I'm online with Jason 100%. He's going to opt yeah. in, and that's going to be, what's he, 17, 18 million next year? Yeah, yeah it's like it's total of 32, I, 33 between the two years. Yeah, that's By the not way, good. But $6 million doesn't yeah, seem like the, a mistake I, they can't And they can't the money's admit. already sunk, so what's the difference? Like, just play the young guy. I think fans would rather bow nail or play, and the Guardians yes. admit they, they blew the they blew Oh, sure. It, by the way, like to me, the Cardinals and the and the Guardians have made an, a few trades with the Cardinals in recent years. Um, they're a perfect trade partner. The Cardinals have like five or six good outfielders. They have Dylan Carlson. They have Tyler O'Neill. They have Lars Newtbar. They have Alec Burleson. They have what's his name? The kid they that started the season, Jordan Walker, I think is his name. The kid who's a big prospect started the season. Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker. That's Tyler five guys. I mentioned Tyler O'Neill. Um, Juan Yepes, they got a, tons of outfielders. They, they can't get enough playing time for their outfielders. I think I'm forgetting somebody, too. Maybe maybe the Guardians can hire someone from St. Louis because they also had Adalas Garcia and, and Randy Rosarina and gave both of them away. That's right. So they're doing something right I, in, I, in I, Can, we, can we make a trade? Like, go trade for Tyler O'Neill. The Cardinals will trade him. Hey, McNuggets, Let's go man. Tyler O'Neill. Let's go. Go get him. I'm and a, he's a two-time gold glover, so don't, you won't have to hear about the – Tyler O'Neill can play Miles center Stroll. field. Yeah. I'm going to give y'all credit. Bull just named like ten dudes. <laughs> he named like ten outfielders for like like the St. Louis Cardinals. Bro, first of all, that's a National League team. Obviously, you do watch the Cubs, yeah. so that that helps a little bit, I right? Watching them much later, like, yeah. but <laughs> but the fact that come on, that I I'll give you credit, bro. That, like that is very impressive. I wouldn't have not known if them dudes was car mechanics, yeah, or or like the car head mechanic of, or cardinal or, or cardinal. I would yeah, not know. You. That's but, like, crazy. That's it. I want. The Cardinals are a perfect team. They need pitching. The Bad Guardians team. have a lot of pitching. 
Guardians need outfielders. So Cardinals just... have a t- I mean, it's a perfect trade partner. Yeah. And you can get a guy who's proven. Now, they're not perfect players. Tyler O'Neill's not a perfect player. He's a flawed player. So is Dylan Carlson. But they're up. They're big upgrades. And what you could do, if you traded for a Tyler O'Neill, you put him in center field every day, and then you have Miles Straw platoon with Will Brennan in right field. You have Miles Straw play against lefties. And you're going to get – I mean, think about think about how good your outfield would be with Tyler O'Neill and Miles Straw, and Straw occasionally with Quan. And listen, I, I and, and maybe they won't do that because they paid all this money to, to Straw, which was a mistake in my opinion. Whatever. Uh, you can't the, you can't decide you're going to be a team with a, a light lineup and then go with a guy in Straw every day who can't hit. He cannot hit. Final anyway, thoughts it. before we move on. Jason, or did you get all your guardian thoughts out? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we covered it. Hey, man, hey, listen, you know, chat was like, Bull is on it. Shout out to Harrison Gwen. We got a, we got a super chat, too. We do. And I was going to read that here from B-Dog, DB-Dog21, uh, excuse me. He said, if Deshaun Watson is on from game one, that threat will open it up for Chubb against the lighter box up front. This is the year he can win the rushing Pause. title. Imagine mm. 2020 mm. Watson with Chubb in this O-line. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at Bull smirking. I like that. Because <laughs> Bull's you, a child. You are this sharp. This is true. Chubb is. Oh, I, I, I get it. I get but it. you guys are too, or you, or you wouldn't appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, he said, I'm like, okay. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. Yeah, All right, let's switch today. gears, Mike. What are we talking about now? Give me we another do. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.